All right. Um, so now uh, we're on to the book, right? Yes. The, the, mm-hmm. the libro. Libre. Libre. Hey, Libre. we need some Spanish in this episode. Or some Russian. What? Uh, what? Um, anyway, um, so I read the book. Um, I bought it and read it in like a week. Um, I like kind of speed read through it, but like, not that I was like rushing, but like I was just really fucking into it. <laughs> uh, it's like a, it's a pretty, it's, it's like a semi-thick book. It's not like super thick. It's not like it or something. Pretty big. It's like 600 pages. It's like 450. Is it? I mean, it depends yeah. on like if the size of your book. Because my like my edition oh, yeah. was like really small. It was like compacted. So yeah, but oh, yeah, oh, mine was mine get was a small book. It's a hooking read. Oh my god. Oh my god, that's a big old book. Yeah, it's um, it's not it small. Very... It's normal size. <laughs> Believe me, guys. Come on, it's average. Look it up. Yeah, um, six hundred pages is literally average. Like, come on. But uh, yeah, the um. It's it's a very, um, uh, I don't know what's not enthralling. Um, it sucks it's you in. It's, it's yeah, it's it's hooking. It sucks you up. It's it's, uh, <laughs> it's very sucky. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, yeah, it sucks. It really just like from the first chapter, um, uh, with the interview with Ullman. Sucks your dick. Um, yeah, <laughs> I like that furry it was sucking that. Uh, oh anyway. shit! Um, so the furry. Wait, so the furry's a metaphor for the book. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, it really, uh, just from the opening pages, I mean, I was just, like, directly into it. And, like, the way, you know, King takes his time. Um, he's very descriptive. Book. He's very descriptive. He, like, he, it almost he takes like his a, time to, oh, sorry. Like a character study of, like, all the characters, because he, like, goes so in-depth. Yeah. Even, like, some of the side characters have a lot going on. It's, like, very, uh, I, I really love the style. Uh, I'm not a big book reader. I, I'm trying to read more. Uh, but, like... This is probably one of my favorite books now. Um, I'm kind of a normie, but like, um, yeah, it's very, um, uh, really great. I just enjoyed the whole thing. And like, I love the, uh, it it is going for a different tone. It's going for the whole kind of um, uh, very much more supernatural uh, and very clear cut supernatural, at least I think. Because like at first when I was reading, I was thinking, all right, so is this going to be like, you know, uh, the ghosts or not ghosts, you know, the spirits or whatever in the hotel. Is this like a metaphor for like Jack's inner demons? But, like, as it goes on, it becomes pretty clear what King's going for. As it is about, um, it's kind of a tragedy, you know, it's like this, or a tragic story. Um, not tragedy, it's a tragic story about, yeah. you know, this man being manipulated uh, through his alcohol, or his trying to recover from alcoholism into um, trying to kill his family. And it's almost like at the end, he's, like, possessed in a way. Uh, they, like, describe it, he, like, um, what does he do? He, like... Uh, spoilers for the book, I guess. I said spoiler at the beginning. It's okay. He like bashes his face in with a uh, what is it? A rock mallet or a roke? What? How do you say that? Yeah, like a roke. Yeah, I think it's roke. They always talk about the roke mallet. It's like some kind of weird version of cricket or some shit. I don't know. Um, I have no clue what the fuck roke is. Yeah, he, he like bashes his face in with it. And, like it's a very uh, uh, I don't know what's the word. Very graphic image in the uh, in the way they describe it. He like bashes his face in it. It's becoming like all these different things. Uh, all these different like parts of the, oh, yeah. Every like, time he hits the his hotel. face, he like becomes yeah, yeah, yeah. And like it's such a. It kind of reminded me of uh, some of the like at least images I I know of from the book it. Um, also Stephen King, which I also want to read. Uh, it's a very thick book, but um. Anyway, um, I've actually read that I think, but I want to reread it because it, it looks great. Um, anyway, um, just like and it's like at that point you realize he is like possessed by the hotel. It's like he lets 
the hotel into him. It, yeah. It's not like the yeah, like yeah, and like the whole thing in the book is um, the hotel wants Danny. Uh, they want him to kill Danny. They want to like consume him to get like his shine, uh, which is something a lot in Doctor Sleep. Um, you're probably a good bit into it. You probably know yeah, the whole about, steam like, vampires the, and all that shit. What are they called? The true knockers. Yeah, yeah, and they're like um. In, in Doctor Sleep, uh, they're um, you know they they like uh, kill people and like consume their uh, their shine. You know they like hunt yeah. on the the people who shine, which is something I'm not really. You know, I, don't I never really... made the connection. I'm, I'm having like an like a eye opening moment where I just see like the parallel between like the Overlook and the like True Knot from Doctor Sleep. Yeah, it's like, like this, thing, it's like this evil. Um, different various evils like feed on the shine um but like the way it's described in the book it works perfectly i think that the motivations everything in the book the shining uh i haven't read dr sleep at all i haven't read any of it but um it um it it works perfectly all the motivations everything works great like if you apply the same reasoning for what's happening uh in the book to the film i don't think i think it takes away all the like ambiguity and all the like mystery of it and i think yeah. it kind of ruins it um which is one of my main problems i'll get to when i talk about dr sleep uh with that book is or with that film how it, it's being a sequel to the shining and it has a lot of elements from the book uh i know from dr sleep and also from the shining book that carry over that i don't know i'll get to that but um it's it just kind of takes away a lot uh, if you were to say like the movie uh the, Sh- the shining if it's that same logic that the hotel wants Danny, I, I think that really completely ruins it. And that's why I think it's a completely separate thing. I think the book and the movie are two completely separate, like, things. They're both great. I, I love them both. They're both, like, 10 out of 10, in my opinion. But they're not going for, they're going for way different things. And that's why I think it's understandable why King would, um, Stephen King would uh, kind of hate The Shining. Uh, because of, you know, that is a very personal story about the alcoholism and stuff. How yeah, we, um, and Kubrick kind of fucked with it, but it, uh, yeah, yeah, and like, but yeah, about the book, it's like it's just really, um, really great. I mean, um, like at the beginning when like Danny is, um, he has visions, premonitions of like the Overlook, um, and there's like a, he describes it as like a, there's a monster chasing him through the halls. Um, it's not really clear that it's Jack, but then you kind of get like this like, um this feeling at least early on maybe i was just stupid i mean i, I knew where it's going but it's like you kind of get this feel that us jack and then it's like it slowly over the course of the film it reveals itself you know uh and like it becomes pretty clear maybe halfway through the book what's where it's going but like i don't know i just really love that um and like it, it's just building up and building up and, and like i don't know it's just really great um, yeah it's very well written yeah, um, it's definitely one of my favorite books on Yes. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I, I I agree. Yeah, you know, kind of spitting facts right now, you know. Yeah. Um, but the um, uh, I I do really enjoy the uh, backstory to like uh, Jack and Wendy and like their relationship, and the way they describe all the stuff like before the film or before the um, main event with the hotel and like where uh, the book starts and where the film starts as well. Yeah, all it really before, dives into like, like this. The, all their problems, like they have, like kind of like a strained romantic relationship, and and Wendy is like contemplating divorce, and she has like problems with her mother, and it, yeah, and Jack uh, has like the problems they, with his father, and like how his and it all makes sense, like in the long run, when it like it starts delving into like the supernatural shit, like all their problems start coming back, and 
I feel like that's well done. And obviously, since the movie is a movie, they couldn't really... Yeah. They couldn't dive into that same stuff. And I'm really glad they didn't, because like... Uh, like I said before, it's in the in the film. It's um, yeah, and it's not, not being like to, it's, it's it's trying to be it's ambiguous. Not being clear. Yeah, it's being ambiguous about like kind of you know what's the dynamic with Jack and Danny and Wendy and all the stuff. It's I like that it's kind of like vague and like you're just given hints of stuff that happened, like with you know Danny breaking or Jack breaking Danny's arm. But like in the book, um, you know, there's the stuff with Jack and the alcoholism. There's a really great uh, chapter when. Uh, him and his friend, I forget the friend's name, they, like, run over a, um... A bike, yeah. A bike. Uh, and, and like, I, I love how, and, like, you know, he's afraid that he, like, killed some little kid or something. And, um, for the rest of the book, like, um... He has, like, like visions and, of the bike. Yeah, he, he, like, has the visions of the bike, and, like, I, Jack, like, he's always, like, kind of tormented with these things. And, like, same with, like, he, uh, he beats up, like, one of the students, uh, at one point. Um, yeah, that was really interesting, and just the whole dynamic there with like him and like uh he's like trying to, to convince himself because it's like that he wasn't like jealous of the kid uh because it's like he was like jealous of of him being young and stuff and like i, I don't know it's just really really well, interesting kid, like, how, they... how much detail it is yeah. in it uh, but like yeah the kid like slashed up his tires but right, like yeah. but and, and like jack also like jack's like inner monologue of like how um he's always like craving a drink it's like it's just like painful to read sometimes how he's just like uh, it's it's painfully realistic, like because yeah. you can totally picture it being like a real. And you really feel what he's going through, uh, and it's just very, really, very great. Um, and it helps like like Stephen King based it off experience because it's probably what he was telling himself when he was dealing with like his alcohol it, problems. Yeah, that's why it feels very yeah. honest. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. It's like that's that's really great, and like the whole um, and it makes it a lot sadder too when um Jack, you know, he goes down, and like the way he builds up like his like. Uh, his like kind of anger towards Wendy and Danny. Just like sometimes it feels like you know he's just lashing out because he's like pissed off because you know he's like you know uh, dealing with the stuff with his alcoholism and stuff. And then you know it goes from that to like this more like violent you know like these like uh, images and thoughts he's having of like the um, you know uh, kind of the hotel like putting these things in his head of like yeah you know, like yeah eventually it's like, like I'll a... kill him you know uh, and like eventually that's what it gets to but like it's very subtle throughout the book yeah and, and like, it's, it's, it's a great build up it's like. The pacing is like so good. It yeah, it, it happens so subtly, like the the descent into insanity, which is what the book is trying to depict when the movie isn't. Yeah, um, I mean, but yeah, it happens like, so perfectly. Like you don't see it like happening, and just kind of like yeah, yeah it's, it's just like um, it's very, yeah, it's very yeah, it's just the whole thing that <clears throat> whole um way it plays out, and and all the stuff with Danny and like. Um, how he's, uh, you know, he's having vision, visions of stuff and he's seeing stuff like he's always, um, uh, he'll like sense the word divorce. I really like that, how he'll like sense words um, with like uh, between his parents. And there's this one point where he senses the word uh, suicide with Jack. Like that was like a yeah. really like, scary moment. It's like, oh no, because it's like Danny didn't even realize what was happening there. But it's like there's, a, yes, there's just so much, so much detail with the characters and so much put into it. And like, I really love that. Um, and the whole third act is very, um, whole ending of the book with the, when Dan's chasing him around stuff, it's very intense. And it's cutting from that to Dick um, coming to the hotel uh, on a snowmobile, I think it is. And it's like, yeah. it comes back, it's like, fuck, you know, just get back to what's happening. Well, actually, uh, another funny know, thing very, that I, I, very tense. Like, um, that in the in the in the in the movie, uh, Kubrick like 
inverse the colors of the of the Torrance car and the snowmobile. Oh, and you see, yeah, and you it's see, like a. Also, you see a car when Dick is driving out to the hotel. You see the it's like a red car, I think, because they yeah, describe yeah. several points to like red. And it's in a car, car crash. Like, yeah, it's a like crush like. Uh, run over by like a semi truck or something off to the side of the road, and it's like people say that's like a Kubrick saying like "fuck you" to King, you know, like "fuck yeah. you." This is my version. I'm changing it, uh, which I don't know if that's really true. I don't know. I don't think Kubrick has like a. I mean, I might be wrong, but I don't think he has like something against King. I mean, yeah. obviously, he like liked the source material enough to make his own this uh, whole other version of it. But um, it's just a funny little detail because like the colors are the same. Yeah, but like on different vehicles. Yeah, also there's the, um, um, uh, the ending is very different. Um, you know, they burn down the hotel. Um, oh, I yeah. forget because... And then Dick is still alive in the book and then they go yeah. off to like Florida or, or whatever. And the yeah, ending's pretty I'm, sad, so honestly. This is something, um, I wanted to bring up. Um, so in the miniseries, I'll get to that in a moment. Um, it's kind of implied that Jack, um, so it, that the miniseries plays out. Pretty much almost exactly like the book. Uh, it follows the same beats going for the same stuff. Um, but it's implied, or it's, it's, pretty, you know, it's pretty clear in the miniseries that it's like Jack kind of became himself again after being possessed with the boiler and blew up the hotel. But I forget, did it, Jack in the book, um, I don't think he did that. I think he was completely taken over at that point. Then he like runs down to like stop the boiler from exploding because like he left it unattended for several days or whatever. And then like at last minute, he like turns down and thinks he saves it, then it blows up, right? Or like, do, do you remember, or was it that he like? No, I think it was like, crazy from the till the end. Yeah, because like I said earlier in the shining discussion uh, in the film, I, I compared something, but um, there's that scene when he he's in the ballroom with all the people and like they give him the drink and he's like, uh, you know, drink it and like everyone they just or it describes how like their faces are like melting and like rotting, um, which is really creepy. A lot of creepy imagery. Uh, King has a very descriptive style. Um, and like then he drinks it like that's kind of like he he like gave in and like after that point it's like he's too far gone like there's nothing saving him which it is really sad and like it's different because like in the film it's not really sad when Jack like you know uh, kind of loses it I mean it's it's scary but like I wouldn't really call it sad because um, like you know all of the different thing like how he is from the beginning um, but yeah yeah it's really um really, really great book um, but yeah the ending uh, Dick they're in Florida with Dick and he's alive. Um, and let's see. Um, um, it's kind of, it's, it's more happy than the ending of the film. I think, I think the film is a bit more bleak or just generally disturbing with like some of the, you know, the last image well, and stuff. It doesn't really like reveal what happens to yeah, it's, it's Wendy. Creepier. And... Yeah. Or yeah. With them, they just drive off and you, and um, yes, yeah, it's, it's not. Yeah. Apparently there's like a cut scene where like they're in the hospital and like uh, someone comes up and gives Danny it's Ullman, a tennis actually. ball. Yeah, Ullman. Yeah, he comes up with a tennis ball that like um, Jack was playing with earlier in the film. So I, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. It was cut out for a reason. So, um, but yeah, in the book they're like sitting on a dock and like it's kind of like a happy Im- image of like they're sitting on the dock with um, Dick and Wendy and Danny. It's like bittersweet because like, like you know it's, it's very you know, their life. Their life. It's like a happy ending because they made it out alive and. But they're like living fucked, you the know? good life, but like they just fucking live through the worst experience. Yeah, obviously there's got a lot of trauma there, and like Danny, how he says like he misses Jack, like that was really sad. So very yeah, because like a very like, bittersweet ending. Because yeah. it wasn't his his dad that was 
you know, come. It was the hotel, like through, you know. Yeah, there's even that part when um, uh, it's different. Like you know, in the film, um, Danny, you know, he leads like Jack like into the maze, and he like tricks him, and uh, you know, he dies. But yeah. in the book, uh, Jack finds Danny, and he's gonna kill him with a rock mallet or whatever, rope, whatever. Um, and then Danny says like, "No, it's not you." You know, he kind of like confronts him. And he's like, he's like, confident no, it's, that it's not his dad. Like, and, and yeah. when he keeps on repeating to him, like, that's not your dad, like doing yeah. his, his thing. So what, and, and like, cause it, cause it's not, and it's like, yeah, he's kind of like, you know, you don't have not, any power you know. or whatever. Uh, and, and that's really, but, it is very different. Um, and like, yeah, he, you know, and like, he really did love his dad too in the, they say it throughout and like different stuff. And like, it is sad. It's, it's a very sad book. Um, I, I really like it. I really like it. Okay. Uh, I don't know how much more I have to say about it though. I'm not really a book reviewer. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of <laughs> um, like, I there's no blood elevator. There's like there is an elevator though, which is pretty important uh, to the story, but um, it's not a blood no elevator. Blood. It's just like confetti and shit. Like that. Yeah, but it keeps, it runs by itself. Confetti in my pants. <laughs> uh, I also one last thing. I, I love the descriptions of the wind howling outside the hotel. They say that like a lot at the end of the every like not every chapter, but like a lot of at the end of the chapter it's like then the wind like howled against the i don't know it's very atmospheric yeah the way it describes everything i mean you can really picture yourself like in this hotel and yeah like when you're reading it especially for a long period of time like you kind of like completely immerse yourself into like the setting yeah yeah i kind of wish i mean nah i kind of love to read the book without having seen any of the movies or knowing anything about it um but yeah, it was great. I mean, even though I knew everything and I kind of knew where it was going uh, and stuff, um, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I would. I don't know if I'm going to rate it. I don't, I don't really rate books. Um, like, I have some issues here and there. Maybe. I don't really fucking know. But like, I don't know. I'd, I'd give it probably like a 10 because I'm lenient with my book rating. I definitely give I it a 10. It. It's one of my favorite books. I mean, I haven't like, I hadn't read a book since like 2014, but like. Yeah, same. <laughs> uh, it was refreshing just reading again. I used to read Hardy Boys books when I was younger. I love those. I read like what all of them. What the fuck is that? They're like these like detectives. There's like two brothers, the Hardy Boys, and like they would solve different mysteries every or like different like crime cases and mysteries, different stuff. Uh, in every book, there's like so many of these like old books, and there's like a newer version. I mean, it goes all the way back to like the 40s, I think. They made those for years, the Hardy Boys. And I like read like all of them. I read the newer versions, like the. I think it's called like the Undercover Brothers or something. Uh, I I loved that stuff when I was younger, but then I just stopped reading. I didn't read for years. Yeah, I, I used to read a lot when I was younger. Yeah, then I started listening uh, to audiobooks of like um, uh, movie uh, books or move books that movies are based on. Like I started reading like American Psycho, uh, Train Spotting. Um, actually, just pretty recently, like maybe a year, year and a half ago. So I kind of started to get back into reading. Uh, like I said earlier, I'm going to read Clockwork Orange sometime. Uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas as well. So um, oh, yeah, that's, that's cool. a little bit of my my book my book journey, my um, biblio journey. If that's the I don't fucking know. <laughs> I have no clue. Maybe a word. I don't... Um. Uh, uh, so is that... I get on to room two thirty seven. I have. I I'll keep my thoughts brief. I don't have a lot to say. Um, sure. Yeah. yeah. This is going to be like a. Two and a half hour episode. This is going to be long, and we still have Doctor Sleep to do. <sighs> um, so this was Room 237, uh, from 2012, directed by Rodney Asher, I think it is. Um, 
Uh, Andy, have you seen this? Yeah, I saw it quite a while ago, like right after I saw The Shining. Yeah, so this film, it's basically, um, they take various people who have uh, these uh, very complex theories and uh, conspiracy theories and interpretations of The Shining and just mash them together. Um, And like, I think it's interesting to watch this, not as a, this is what The Shining's about, but as how far people take conspiracy theories, like how far people look into it, uh, especially because one of the main things is how Kubrick's a perfectionist. And like, so like they think everything, everything in every shot is meaningful. Um, and they build these elaborate, weird theories on it. And that's really interesting, but like, I don't know. I just think some of it's too ridiculous. And I think the presentation of the documentary is just ass. Um, yeah. Like there's a part where, um, uh, there's just a lot of shots of like from different movies and different Kubrick movies where it's like people looking at screens and then they'll like put parts of the shining on it. That's just so amateurish. feels like some, something someone would put in like a YouTube video. Um, I don't know. Just like, that's not good. There's like a part where, yeah, it's just like very, it feels kind of lazy. And like, there's a part where a guy is like talking about his, uh, I I forget which uh, theory it is. There's, they say like theory one, theory two, Uh, but, um, the guy's talking, and then in the background you just hear his kid crying, and he's like, oh, wait, hold up a minute. Then he goes and shuts the door. And they didn't even cut that out. It's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? It's like, the... I don't the, remember um, that, Yeah, the presentation of it isn't very good. Um, and the actual, for the actual theories, there's like, let's see, I'm just gonna go through them. I wrote them down. Theory one is about the Native American genocide. Uh, there's all kinds of Native American symbols throughout the films, rugs, symbols, you know, they talk about it at different points. Someone says, like, the uh, Calumet? Cal- Calumet? Uh, the baking powder cans that has like a Native American uh, chief on it, I think. That's like, yeah. that means there's a, they're making a deal, or I don't fucking know, it's kind of weird. There's one about the Holocaust subtext, because it's like, Cooper talked about how he always wanted to make a Holocaust film, and he never got to, and um, it's like, the typewriter that Jack is typing on is a German typewriter with an eagle on it, and he thinks that means it's about Nazis. Film 42 appears throughout the film, and that's like 1942. Is like I think that's when like the Holocaust. Um, then just they go into this bullshit. When they go into this bullshit, you just know it's bullshit. They went into the all right. So if you take these numbers and multiply them together, you end up with 42. And that's just that's ridiculous. You can do that with literally anything and come up with all kinds of weird coincidences. And that's just because everything's like. Uh, have you seen the movie Pi? No. Mm, I have seen that. I didn't like love it. I love pie. That's one of my favorite Aronofsky's. Anyway, they talk about that in that house. Like you can find number patterns and anything like drive yourself insane with it. Um, and it's like, yeah, if you multiply, you know, room 237, if you multiply two, three and seven, it comes to 42. And that means it's about the Holocaust. No, it's no, it's not. Uh, <laughs> uh, my, my favorite uh, theory was that the entire thing's filled with subliminal sex images. Huh. Um, because, in quotes, it's it's about ghosts and demons feeding off of people sexually. And he never explains what that means. God, just I'm never that watching that shit. <laughs> and then he says, like, um, uh, oh, funny quote. What is it? The room two, two room two thirty seven is Jack's fantasy chamber where he gets it on with the witches. Is that such a stupid like? Really? <laughs> just a stupid way to word it in general. Like, what? yeah, and like he says, uh, my favorite part, best part of the documentary is hilarious. Um, you can probably find a clip of it on YouTube. He says when Jack first meets Ullman, goes to the office, and when they shake hands, there's like a paper tray in front of Ullman, and it looks like it's like an erection, because it's like sticking out. It's like, I can't believe 
this is what the guy is looking at. He's watching the shining and saying, "Look, there's a boner there." It's like mm-hmm. it's so stupid, mm-hmm. and it's this like kind of looks like an erection. It's like, like what the fuck are you like? How far fetched you? Yeah, and he says like, "Oh, there's all these like subliminal like sexual images," and then he says right after that he says, "Oh, and there's an image of Kubrick airbrushed into the clouds in the beginning." But how is that sexual? What does it have to do with what you just said? And, and like they show they show it and they have it slowed down. And then you can't see Kubrick in the clouds. They didn't even put an image of what he's supposed to be talking about. I mean, at that point, you can see anything and anything. Like, but it uh, wasn't like even if you look closely, you don't see Kubrick in the clouds. It's so stupid. It's just it's just ridiculous. Um, uh, there's the uh, let's see. I have. I'm not going to go through all of them. One of them. Um, supposedly, they say Jack is a is a uh, representation of a minotaur. Minotaur. Because there's like. Because it, it, something about a maze, I don't know. Um, it's like some based on something. It, it was kind of interesting, but the reasoning was because in the rec room where J- Danny sees the little girls for the first time, I'm you um you see a poster and it yeah. looks like it's skiing. But if you look closely, you know, Ullman said that they they don't they shut it down because so there wouldn't be skiing. And if you look closely, it's actually a minotaur. And it's like no, it's not. It's a guy skiing. It's clearly a guy skiing. That does not mean the Jack's a minotaur. I don't know. It's just. Ugh. Um, let's see what else. Fuck. Um, Kubrick faked moon landing. I talked about that a little bit. Um, like there's That's all these hints. The Apollo the 11 sweater, the 237,000 miles to the moon. Uh, yeah, that's just, that's ridiculous. Cause like 2001, uh, people thought that, you know, um, if you can make a film look as good as 2001, that he could have faked the moon landing. It's like, no, fuck off. Um, Bill Watson is a metaphor for dead Native Americans. I don't know what the fuck that was supposed to be because he doesn't look quite white. That's what they said. Oh, yeah. That's one colored um, character metaphor for Native Americans. Uh, also, this one was weird. He said, um, so a wolf is supposedly an anti-Semitic symbol for, like, uh, Jewish people? Um, Where the fuck is there a wolf in the movie? Yeah, exactly. So, like, there's, like, a cartoon or something in the 20s or some shit where it was, like, the, um... What the fuck? Um, three Little These Piggies. Were all high in the, off crack yeah, or in the Three Little Piggies, uh, there was a cartoon where it's like there's a wolf trying to blow down the house, you know, in that uh, classic kids thing, and it it had like a stereotypical like uh, anti-Semitic like uh, stereotype, like a, a long nose or whatever. Um, and then they said when Jack says, "I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house down," when he's, before he cuts the door, and that means he's supposed to be Jewish. Okay, but why? What, what, what does that have to do with anything else in the film? Like, why would like, they just want to like reference the Holocaust in the Shining movie? Like, even if you he... wanted to make a movie about the Holocaust, you just cut out. Are you gone for good. It's like someone saying, "Like, hmm, I, I really wanted to make like a Barbie movie, but I also wanted to make a movie about the AIDS crisis. So I'm gonna like slide in some metaphors about AIDS in this movie." Exactly. It's so stupid. Like, so like you know, just one thing at a time. Like, the dumbest thing is, it's like, all right, so he says that. Some guy, just some, I have no idea who these people are. They aren't, like, film critics. They might just be, like, some random guy you got off the street. I have no fucking clue. They don't really say. And um, he, he just says, this is, like, theory number eight. All right, Jack represents, he's supposed to be Jewish. So what? What, what does that have to do with anything else? It, it's just ridiculous. It's, I don't know. It's just, it's just stupid. And, and it, it's like, I don't, I think this could have been a better documentary than it was. Um, and of course the classic, if you watch the film forwards and backwards simultaneously, there's like scenes that connect and like, I've seen clips of it. It's kind of interesting. There's like stuff like, um, uh, 
I forget one point where it's like someone saying, Oh, everything will be okay. Or like, you know, Oh, we'll be fine at the hotel. And it's like, that syncs up to when he's like chasing him uh, at the end. And like, that's interesting, but like, I don't think that really means anything. And like I said, I watched the YouTube doc, started watching the YouTube documentary, um, which it was well put together, but like what they're saying is ridiculous. Where if you put, if you watch, watch it forwards and backwards while playing Abbey road, it, um, it all makes sense. <laughs> Your third eye is open. That's just, it just makes sense. Like, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's like, also someone said at one point, um, um, that, uh, let's see. Oh, someone calls Barry Lyndon boring. Like, really? <laughs> I fucking love that movie. You, you just kind of like drop that. It's like a boring movie where you talk about how genius Kubrick is. Like, come on, bro. Bruh. F. Is that yeah. it, though? Uh, uh, someone says that they were watching, the, they were trying to analyze The Shining, and then their kid walked in and mentioned something about a little boy inside their head, and that something about someone's head being cracked open, and then they thought, man, this connects to The Shining, because you see a guy with his head split open. What? And it's like, it has nothing to do with The Shining. It's something their stupid kid said. It's, it's just ridiculous. It, it's, a, it's not a very good documentary. Let, let, um, let's, let's move on. Yeah, I'll, I'll move on. I would give it a 4 out of 10 just because I don't think the presentation is very good. And I don't think that it actually delves into like talking about how out there these people are and that it's more of just... Um, it's just... I, I don't think it really has that much substance. It could be good if they gave it more of like a different feel, but like I just think it's kind of stupid as it is. Uh, yeah, that's... Oh, fuck. I still gotta talk about the miniseries. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be like our longest episode and it'll only be the first half. so long. Um, shit, we're at, like, already at, like, two and a half hours. Um, ugh. Uh, I'm losing it. don't have to. If we don't have to, to talk about them. Do people okay. care about the miniseries? I'm going to give some brief thoughts. I, I put a letterbox review saying and talk about it. I'll just talk about it uh, a little bit. Um, so, basically, they tried to make a very literal adaptation of the book. He just tried to make it exactly like that. Stephen King was like a producer and a writer on it, I think. He was like very behind it. It was like, yes, we're going to make it like the book. You know, we're going, we're not, none of this Kubrick shit. We're going to make it exactly how I want it. And like, it's just not good. Like, the acting's not good. The kid who plays Danny is fucking terrible. Uh, the Tony, you know, the voice in Danny's head, he um, shows up as like a, uh, a guy who um, floats around in the air talking to him, like a teenager who <laughs> floats around in the air. That's the worst CGI on him floating cheesiest shit ever it's just terrible um i don't know just the acting's bad i mean some of them are okay the guy steven weber who plays jack he's okay um they tried to make wendy's character like oh she's very strong and like capable but it's like it just doesn't fit it feels forced it feels like they were just saying all right let's not do what shelly duvall did um i don't know there's one point where she's like just gets really horny and it's like oh jack why aren't you fucking me okay. that was all about um yeah it's just weird um I didn't like it. The CGI is terrible. I'm like the hedge creatures and there's like a fire hose that turns into a snake. It looks terrible. Um, it's just, it's not very well done. It's got very like crappy, like TV quality. Um, but like overall, it's just what they did was like, they'll have lines from the book and like, it, there's just no subtlety, you know what? Cause like in the book, there's a lot of people thinking stuff and they'll just out, outright say it. So there's none of the subtlety of, of the book. There's nothing there. It's just like very, um, I took a, a, I took a bunch of notes, but I'm not going to really go into it. Um, I had a few interesting things. The actor of Danny, Cortland Mead, he was in Hellraiser Bloodline as the son of the modern-day ancestor guy. 
So oh my God. shout out if you remember anything about Hellraiser Bloodline. What um, the fuck is Bloodline? It was the fourth one. It's the one when they, they're in outer space. Oh, okay. Yeah. And like when they're in like present day, he was the son of the ancestor guy, the guy who built the puzzle box. Yeah, so shout out that. Um, it just doesn't have the same edge as the novel or the Kubrick film. It just feels very cheap and generic and like sappy. Uh, there's really stupid stuff they throw in um, to make it like, ooh, they, they ha- the hotel's haunted. Like there's a scene when like nobody's around and you just see a porch swing. This porch swing like swinging on its own. I was like, what? What is this? This has nothing to do with the psychological stuff going on in the book. It's just it's really dumb. Um, uh, what else? Um, Jack's just like he doesn't have the gradual descent into like insanity. It just feels like kind of all at once after part two, and the pacing is really bad. Uh, the way they pace out, like the first half is like takes way too long. There's like three parts. Uh, the first like part just takes way too long. I, I don't know. It's uh, uh, Marvin Van Peebles plays Dick Halloran. Uh, he's my favorite part of it. He did a pretty good, not as good as Scatman Carruthers, but if you know Marvin Van Peebles, he's actually a filmmaker. Uh, he recently had a Criterion box set of his films released, which I haven't seen any of them, but I heard they're good. So, shout out him, I guess. Um, the dialogue's bad. They try and take stuff from the book, and it just doesn't work in the same context. Um, no, I did. Fuck. Um, they take scenes, parts from the book, um, and completely miss the point of what made those scenes good. Like, there's a scene in the doctor's office when they explain something, and they just cut out part of it that made that scene good. Um, none of the, like, paranoia of the book is there. They just have, like, Wendy saying, like, um, like, oh, I'm scared. Come on, let's leave. Instead of, like, chapters and chapters worth of the book where they're, like, slowly contemplating stuff and, like, thinking things over. It's just bad. The music is really bad. Um, Fuck, what else? Oh, um, uh, Shawnee Smith, the actor of Amanda from Saw, shows up for like 10 seconds. That was like nice. fun to see her like show up. Also, Sam Raimi shows up as like a gas station attendant for like literally like five seconds. Oh, of so. course. Um, the scares are really bad and cheap. Um, I, uh, oh, the ending is really bad. Um, so, yeah, they threw in that um, Jack, like, purposely, like, blew up the hotel because he, like, comes back to, he like, regains his consciousness and blows it up to, and so it's all over. And then, like, it cuts to Danny's, it completely cuts out, like, the, like, bittersweet ending. And it's, like, da- Danny's graduation from high school. And um, Dick Halloran's there, and he's, like, um, he says, all, all wells that end, all's well that ends well. And then Jack's ghost shows up and, like, gives Danny a thumbs up. Um, which is just fucking terrible. I mean, it's just like, really? You're going to throw in this like sappy, happy ending? <sighs> um, it, it's just bad. It, it's terrible. Uh, they even tease a sequel at the end. Um, they're like, yeah, the Overlook is being rebuilt. Ugh, creepy. Um, ugh, yeah, I, I, I okay. think that this could, I think the book could be adapted into a very uh, good, like maybe like an HBO miniseries or something. Because um, yeah. I think the source material and this other like uh, interpretation of the story, unlike something completely separate from Kubrick's, could be turned into a very good like HBO miniseries. I would love to see that because it's very good. I think the material's all there. It's just this was terrible. Um, yeah, it's just shit is boof. Um, Marvin Ben Peebles was the only good part. I'd give it a two out of ten. They're done. Ugh, we're all done talking about the original Shining stuff. It only took two and a half hours. 
Or, oh, my throat is like, ugh, I can barely talk. Mm. All right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, I'm going to end this recording for now, and then we'll go, if you want yeah. to, we'll go into the doctor's sleep. Let's oh. do that. All right. Um, so, all right. So, sorry anyone who really wanted a deep analysis of the miniseries, but uh, yeah, we're going to cut this off here because it's already long as fuck. And we'll then we'll do a part two. Uh, so uh, see you then, I guess. Andy, say something funny in case people don't listen to the doctor's sleep. They need to hear something funny. Say um, penis or something. Don't let your mothers grow up to be zebras. That is what? true. That is not really? funny Facts? at all. And neither <laughs> am